I think it's going to rain and it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. Hi, Mom. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? A little bit tired. Why are you tired? Because we spent all day at Disneyland yesterday. <laughs> like, how many hours was that? We got there at 8-ish, and we left at almost 10. 8.30. 8.30, now uh-huh. that I think about it, because your sister said, oh, we only have, like, 15 minutes to get to the breakfast place. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Um, yes. I'm tired. I'm with you. Yeah. My feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 20,000 steps, so 23,000, huh? 23,000 steps, almost 10 miles walking. Yeah. That's crazy. But it was nice. It's it was so, fun. It was. It really was a lot of fun. First day of celebrating Christmas for yes. Disney, I think. Yes, yeah. yes. It was, oh, hot, hottest day of the year. So 93 degrees is we what chose we saw. a great day to go, yeah. but. It's, it's Southern California. That's I know, 93 degrees. I know. November. Yeah, and I hear it's already snowing and stuff on the East Coast. Yeah. So anyway, we have a new Griefus joining the Griefus community today. Story. We will get into that. Are you ready for it? I think I'm ready. Okay, here we go. You can call me Davina. Mom of baby Jace. We call him baby Jace. Jace was diagnosed in actually to the exact May 1st of 2020. He was 13 months old. Mm. When he was diagnosed, yeah, 13 months old, 25 days after his first birthday. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, and then he was first diagnosed with MDS. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that no, one. No, please share. A rare, I know all the cases are a rare case. Yeah, day, but yes. It's uh, myeloid dysplastic syndrome. It's an earlier stage of leukemia. Mm. So he was diagnosed with MDS. Um, he fought for 14 and a half months before he gained his angel wing in July of 2021. But when he was diagnosed with MDS, I had no signs of him thinking something was wrong with him. None at all. We took him for a one-year checkup and his lab, they thought he had anemia. His labs were abnormal. They're like, hey, maybe you should go to the lab, get more tests work done because something's not right. Like, let's just be on the safe side, we'll go to the lab. And at that time, we were just going to his ready, his regular uh, pediatrician office, and they send us there. He's a baby, so it's hard to get a good blood draw on a baby. So they poked him a few times. They weren't getting it. Got to take a break, hydrate him, just so they can get a good draw. So I was thinking, like, oh, that was a struggle. We did not. There's no way we got a good draw on that. I'm gonna have to come back, and we're gonna have to do this all over again. So that was that. The very next morning. His pediatrician called me and she's like, Hey, I think you guys need to go to chalk right away. Chalk. Oh, you think? Like, what What do you mean? So, chalk, like, for well, the listeners that may not be yes. familiar with chalk, is the Children's Hospital of Orange County. Mm-hmm. So, it's in right. Southern California in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, she told me, I think you guys need to go to chalk. I was like, To go to chalk? Like, what do you, why? What does that mean? Like, and I'm already, I just got to work and I'm like on the phone. It's a Friday, and Friday's Friday. It was my mm-hmm. sister's birthday. I was setting up decorations on her desk. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So I'm like, what do you mean? How, why? 
no, I think you need to go right now. I was like, okay, well, before I go, tell me why. And she was like, well, Ace's labs are showing that he has leukemia. And I was just like, leukemia? What? Isn't that cancer? And she's like, yeah. And I was just like, wait, wait a minute. No, 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 no. This is wrong. Like, this is, there's no way. There's no way. So she's like, uh, yeah, you guys have to go. And it's urgent. So I call my husband, I tell him, and he was even just like, what? No way. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And mind you, this was the beginning of COVID time. COVID had just started. Oh, and no. All the hospitals were just crazy. And so we meet at home and we both go together so that we can take one car. Talk is, is maybe about 20, 30 minutes from my house. So we go, we get there, and um, we pull into the parking lot, and they're checking our temperature, doing the whole get down, like, outside in the parking lot. And they're like, okay, well, only one of you can stay. And I'm already, like, freaking out. Like, what do you mean only one of us can stay? No. Like, can you still come with me? Like, yeah, well, COVID uh, regulations, the rules, like, only one parent per child. of the guys need to call somebody because they're telling me my son has cancer and I'm not going in there by myself. And my husband was already like, no way, I'm not leaving. I have to stay here. So they end up calling whoever they called, and they allowed us both to be in there. So we're in the ER. And we're waiting, we're waiting, so nervous, and they're still taking, they, they end up doing a bunch of x-rays and ultrasounds and doing the whole workup already, right. I guess, the pediatrician had already called them, let them know we're on our way. So they had everything ready for us to do the workup. So that was that. We jumped right into it on, sorry. No, <laughs> that's okay. This is your time. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Okay, so let's, let's back up before diagnosis. What was okay. what was your pregnancy like? So so Jace, baby Jace is the third, your third child. Right. He's my third, Planned? my third boy. No, plan. <laughs> Those are the best. No, no, no. <laughs> my my boys are already big. Uh, my little boy and Jace are um, eight years apart. Oh, again, so it wasn't planned at all, but um. My pregnancy was very, my family, my husband and I were very kind of reserved. So we didn't even tell people that we were pregnant until like six months of being pregnant. Mm-hmm. So we're like, hey guys, uh, we're pregnant, baby shower. Very shocking. And even when we did finally tell the kids, like my middle boy was just like, wait a minute, you're pregnant? How? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Mama's boy, so it's, it's so funny. But that pregnancy... I tried to be very healthy and try to stay active. That's and crazy. I was still working at that time. So it was so important to me just to be, you know, healthy. And I had a pregnancy before, two years before Jason, I miscarried that one mm. at five and a half months. So this one to me, I was so scared. Mm. And that was another reason why we didn't be open about it. I was like, I have to wait till we yeah. get past this point. What if there's a reason? Sure. Maybe I can't carry pass anymore or mm. I don't know. I have mm. so many thoughts. So yeah, it was so important to me to be healthy and to eat right and drink tons of water and, you know, don't drink caffeine and I don't know, just everything that's in the book. Try that's to what do happened. It. I didn't do that that's with my first two. So this one, I was like yeah. on it. That's what happened so, with the baby's mom. The same thing. She wanted to be super healthy. It's 
it's a common thing, huh? So I looked at mom when you said that because our guests have said, and I'm not making a blanket statement here, but have regularly shared that their pregnancy has been the healthiest of their pregnancies. Mm -hmm. Like they really tried to pay attention to what they were eating and working out Mm -hmm. and making sure they ate the right stuff Mm -hmm. and nutritious. And yeah, like my red flag is up right now. I know. That doesn't doesn't make sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. It's so crazy. And even with this pregnancy too, I felt it for me was like the hardest Mm. pregnancy. It was getting, I was like, being swollen all the time and just all the pregnant stuff that mm. usually people get. I didn't get that one my first two. My first two mm. was like easy breezy. This one was a struggle. This mm. one, I had a lot of pain and I had a, a C-section with my first two. So this one was supposed to be a scheduled C-section and he planned to come early. Oh, he came early and I was like, wait, no, like this was also my first like labor. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And it was so crazy because I was like, no, this is not, no, like I'm scheduled. So I'm just going on about my day. I'm feeling all my contractions. I'm like, no, I'm just cramping. I'm good. Mm-hmm, I'm okay. mm-hmm. Blow drying my hair, doing my <laughs> daily stuff. And, and then I had made that decision, like maybe I need to go get checked because their cramps are getting worse and they're getting worse. Drove myself to the hospital and I was like, hey guys, um, I'm not feeling right. Cramping. And they're like, ma'am, you're in labor. Because I have three more weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when I got there, I was dilated to four. Whoa. Yeah, dilated to four, and they're like, hey, your baby's coming. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, I mean, just in the gate, like, he was already special. <laughs> doing making his own plans. But as a baby, he had, at the age of two months, he had experienced, we have found out he had a kidney reflux. Mm. Yeah, he had a kidney reflux. And um, what is what is, what is this? Yeah. Help. Yeah. What is it? Educate us a little bit more. So his kidney isn't wasn't fully developed. OK. So when he when his kidneys produce urine and he urines, it bounces right back up into his kidney oh. and it stays there. Well, that can cause infection. Yeah. Things like that. So there was just one day where he just had a fever and it was a high fever, it was 103. Mm. Took him to the ER and I was like, Some Mason's having a fever. Of course, when we get there, the fever went down. Mm. And they were like, Are you sure? Because he's not having a fever now. I was like, No, he had a fever. Like, can we just check him to make sure he's okay? Yeah. And this was also having like my third friend and I'm much older than when I had my other kids, like everything, you're just like on top of everything. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was, I was very much like that. Like, no, this isn't right. He had a fever and it's been going on for a couple hours. I tried to tame it and can't take him a cool bath. Maybe he's too hot. And they were questioning me at the ER. They were like, well, he, it's only 99. Now are you sure it was 103 yeah. and not 100.3? I know what I saw. I'm yeah. stupid. Like yeah. this is my third kid. Can we just do some, can you guys just check them? Mm-hmm. And they did. Came back. He had a UTI from his reflux. At the time, we didn't know this, though. This was, I was just like, a UTI? Like, what? How? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you know, these are all, you know, the reasons the baby can get a UTI. He's a boy. Maybe this is how we should clean him. I was so offended. I was like, don't. Don't yes. tell me how to Like, don't tell me how to clean my mm-hmm. Like, we need to check why. He's having a UTI. Good for um, you. I know. Yeah. It's like sometimes you do, and yes. sometimes I can have a big mouth in those situations. Like, and then again, I was already pissed off how they were treating me, like, from the gate. 
like, hey, are you sure? So I was just like, you guys need to check. You yeah. Need to check. Yeah. So we ended up doing scans on him and oh, throughout his body and then come to find out the UTI was internal. So How did they find to, that out? Whatever test they were doing. Oh, okay. From the scans, I think. From okay. the scans. Because I remember just waiting there for hours. Like, we were, I remember just talking about it and like, hey, I'm still here. They're checking, they're doing scans mm-hmm. and trying to figure out mm-hmm. what's going on. So they transferred us to a children's hospital and they were doing scans there. And then we found out that he had a kidney reflux. No idea what that was. I never heard of that. Right? Yeah. that? Yeah. Right. What is that? How yeah. did they get that? Well, he was, he was born, his kidney wasn't, it wasn't done developing. Mm. So they put him on a bunch of antibiotics just to keep it from getting infections because he still had time, I guess, up until they're two years old, they still have time to develop. Mm-hmm. And they're like, by the time he's two, if it's not corrected, then we can go in and surgically correct it. Like, all right, cool, I guess. They put him on antibiotics and he was on antibiotics like since then up until the day he was diagnosed. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just like Bactrim. Bactrim he also got like during his treatment too. So he was doing his uh, antibiotics twice a day just to prevent his kidneys from getting an infection. Wow. And that he never had an when we found out he was diagnosed like that was the first thing in my mind like okay well he's on this this, this medicine and um maybe it's i don't know something from the meds right maybe it's just kidney again like i'm trying to explain yes to him, he has a yeah so let me jump in really fast right. so he's he's had this diagnosis of a kidney mm-hmm. reflux you're on antibiotics this prolonged period of time was he there for a regular checkup that they found that, what did you call it, MDS? Yes. So he was on a regular checkup. Every two months we were checking the progress of his kidney. Okay. Where it was at. Up until he was a year, he was showing progress. Okay. His kidneys were slow with progress. Okay. So we're like, okay. So yeah, we had regular checkups, regular scans, regular ultrasounds. So when we found out about diagnosis, they had already had all that back history because it was it was also at chalk when with all that going on so we had all of that back history so when he was diagnosed his urologist was in the mix too and he was like hey i think we need to correct his kidney reflux so that it, if this kid starts chemo and all this stuff like this is going to be a huge thing yes. for him where it can cause a lot of damage yes so mm-hmm. we were like okay we corrected it in my mind i was kind of just after thinking of everything i'm like i should have asked them to correct it way back when, to yeah. prevent him to being on all the medication. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You couldn't and, have. You really couldn't yeah. have. Yeah. And yeah. that's something I had to accept and finally tell myself, like, it's, no, this was, we didn't know. Nobody yeah. told us, like, this is something you can do now or you can wait. No, yeah. they just told us, like, oh, the kid, you know, kids have time. They're still growing. They're yeah. still developing. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was that. So um, even though I know that he was on the Bactrim, they caught it because he was doing the regular checkups, right? Yeah, that's my question. Yeah, so you, I think they wouldn't have caught it as soon as they did then. Well, not with a regular checkup. It was me opening my mouth. Yeah. Mm. Keep checking because something's wrong. Uh I'm not wrong. 
But I, I mean the leukemia like when they finally decided it was MDS, I guess, before that. That's where, that's where I, I want to see what happened. I think that's where I'm a little lost in the story, yeah. too. And yeah. So he, he, was, he was doing these checkups. How did they or what did they do to find the MDS? Was there new symptoms? What was going on that they were like, oh, this oh, looks like. Oh, yeah, okay. no, it, was, it was blood work from his one year checkup. Oh, blood work. But see, when we were doing the regular for his um, kidneys, they weren't doing labs like that. It was just like the ultrasound. Okay, that makes sense. And okay, everything. Yeah. And the MDS is just like a pre-leukemia, so that's also inside the bone marrow. Mm. Um, and it's immature cells. It's harder to find immature cells in kids because they're all their cells are immature. Yeah, right. It's more common in elderly. Yes. Yeah, we've elderly. heard that before. So we learned. Yeah. So, so when they find it in adults, it's because they're like, hey, like, you have immature cells? That's weird. You yeah. That. Yeah. So it's harder for them to tell that with, with children. But, yeah, I took him in for his one-year checkup. We did labs, and they wanted me to go do extra labs because they thought he was a mix. Does that make sense? I'm an mix too, and, you know, mm. it makes sense. So when we finally went to chalk, we did our workup and everything. That also was just very, like, you never experienced this would happen. And I was just like, no, like, this is, they're wrong. For sure, they're wrong. They, you know, there's no way. My, there's, cancer doesn't run in our family. Right. Like, there's no way. Like, things like this don't happen to people like us. <laughs> I don't that's know if that's, it. like, that's a weird it. thing to say. Well, no, kids. we say like this doesn't happen to kids. All of it's us says, have said that. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I, I mean, you see the same dudes commercials and all that stuff, but you, I never knew anybody personally. Right, right. That had cancer as a child mm-hmm. so going into the oncology unit you see it like on the wall and I'm just like I can't believe we're here like this is a mistake mm-hmm. we should not be here and COVID time everybody's locked in the room so it's very empty you're walking through the halls and empty halls and you see all the nurses and I'm just like uh we're living tonight right because we shouldn't be here this everything's wrong there's no way mm-hmm. so we go in and it's like test after test after test and Oh no, it's not the back drum. It lowers your white blood cell count. Okay, that's what it is. You know, just me. I knew it was wrong. This is me. I had mm-hmm. a telling my husband, like, mm-hmm. it's the med- it's the medication. Like, let's get it out of the system and we can do this all over again. And he'll be fine. Like, mm-hmm. he's fine because he looks totally fine. I mean, you would look at him, you would never think anything was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we were there. Our admission then testing and testing and trying to clear the infection. Um, we were there a week and a half our first oh. admission. Wow. So, yeah. And they were doing so many different tests. So they did a bone marrow biopsy on him. And the bone marrow biopsy came back with 11% MDS, 11% leukemia cells. I was like, dang, no, you guys have been telling me, like, it's probably the backdrop. Like, he's off the medicine now. Like, you don't need it. He's, we're getting it corrected. I still was having a hard time to accept it. They, it was like normal to them. They're just like drawing a picture for me. This is what it is. This is, you know, the garden and he just has weeds in there. We got to take it out. And it was just crazy. And then I'm there by myself, like Googling everything, which mm. I think was my, I shouldn't have done that because I was reading so much stuff. And I'm there's like, so much no out there. Mm-hmm. Way. Yeah. No way. Like this, there's no way. Like just, especially yourself and in COVID time you don't see anybody walking in the halls you feel like you're the only person on the unit like mm-hmm. he's so healthy he's fine there's no way I mean 
kids very common because that unit was always full of kids mm-hmm. and it's like another thing when people say it's rare it's not rare Mm-mm. it's not rare because you don't know about it mm-hmm. that's, that's what's rare your knowledge mm-hmm. nobody knows about mm-hmm. it so it's like a whole nother i can get, go into that for days yeah it's like a whole nother thing but yeah, so then we, we go home and I, I, I didn't tell anybody. Me and my husband kept it to ourselves for months because we didn't know how to tell anybody this. Mm. We didn't know how to tell anybody this. And then with COVID, we were already just like isolated. And I'm just like, we can't let, we can't have anybody here. We, we can't. Right away, they started sending them all, all these medications to yeah. help before he started chemo. So right away, they were telling us, okay, so we now need to find the mutation. We now need to find the underlying to see if there's anything. How did this kid get MDS? How and why did this happen? So we're doing more tests. And then they were telling us, well, he's going to need a transplant, which this is a good thing. He only has 11%. We've got to knock 11% out, give him new cells so that they can produce good bone marrow. At the time, what? Like, how do you transplant bone marrow? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's insane. Yeah. So they're explaining us the whole roadmap on how we're going to do this. They tested all of us, my husband and I, my boys, to see if we'd be able to be a match for Jace. And my husband's already like, no, we don't, I'll do it. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, yes. There's no reason. Right. Like, well, first, we need to see if Jace has, if Jace has too much of your antibodies, you can't be his donor. Mm. Another, like, mind-blown thing. Why? Why? Like, this is crazy. And he's questioning on his father, like, no, that should, but apparently it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So we're all tested, and I just had this feeling it's going to be one of the kids. One of the kids. Like, my kids are going to have to go through it. And my nine-year-old son, Jaden, was his 100% match. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I We couldn't do it as parents just in case we needed to be, like, backup, whatever. He needed backup cells. We were able to do it. But Jaden was the 100% match. Jaden is... uh. Jason's big brother, Jaden, was nine years old at the time. And I'm just like, okay, well, great. Like, how am I going to tell Jaden this? How? How did you? So the kids started noticing why we were going to the doctors all the time, the hospital all the time. Because, well, when when Jason was diagnosed, his blood counts were low. So with that first admission, he had a a blood transfusion and platelets. Mm. So every week we were going for blood and platelets blood and platelets because he wasn't able to hold his cells. But my kids were catching on. Why are you guys going to the doctors all the time? Like, why? And you guys are there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you guys there? So we just told them they thought it was still the kidney situation. And I rolled it. I was like, yeah, we're just, you know, he just needs to go. And so we told Jaden that he was going to give his brothers some, his brothers some blood. Mm-hmm. Jaden was like, all right. And prior to that, when they told us that Jaden was a match, Jaden had to do a consult because by law, Jaden still has his choice. Yeah. It's that My it. Sister's mm-hmm. Keeper movie, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Exactly. I don't know. You I probably think I have. have. But at nine so years kids, old, they still ask. Yes. yes they, wow. it, yeah. They have to, oh, no, I don't remember my, yeah. My yeah, Sister's Keeper. I remember that. Paperwork, sign his signature. He he has wow. to do the whole Can he let for him? He can legally do that at nine years old. 
He has. Well, and then I'm his parent, so I have to sign. Oh, okay. okay. But he has his right to to choose that this is what he wanted to do. Did they bring in like a social worker and all that stuff? So that's what they had told me. They were like, okay, don't worry about if you can't explain it to him. We have people, child life and social workers, to talk to them and explain to them what they're doing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So we get to the. yeah, we get to the council. We haven't even talked to anybody yet. I'm already bawling, crying, and Jaden's like, "Mom, what's wrong with you?" I'm like, "Daddy, don't worry about me. Like, you know, we're here. You know, we're getting started. This, this is, this is such an awesome thing." And yeah, yeah. So then they start talking to Jaden, and they are getting into details of what Jaden will be doing. Oh no, he freaked out. Needles. Yeah, you're getting in my bone. No, what the mom? You didn't tell me I, that. So yeah, he needs his bone. Like yeah. and, no, yes. no, no, no. So I'm like, oh my god, I should have just been honest with him from the start. And then me, this is just me being like, selfish. I was honest with him, and I didn't tell him. No, I, I lied to him. I didn't lie to him. Like, mm-hmm. And this, honest. this isn't gonna help you at all. And I'm sorry yeah. if I if I offend you, but you didn't know any different right like you you're going into this probably just as new as he is and so like i don't i hope i hope you don't you know take that offensively but i'm just like you made the best decision with what the information you had and there's no can't. and i you can't yeah yeah and i always tell myself that like now thinking back like sure this is all brand new like yeah of course you no know, this is all stuff that's being thrown at you and you mm-hmm. that you know the medical team is just like so you want to do this or what like yeah we don't know what we're doing you we're don't need any different kids. yeah yeah just, i just want my son to be healed like, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so jason's freaking out and he's like mom they're, they're, they're gonna get into my bones like i no i'm scared and it totally freaks him out so now i'm i'm crying like oh my god Jaden, like so I had to pull him aside and we walked outside. So they didn't want to give him the paperwork anymore. They're like, he he hesitated. He doesn't want to do it. We can't we can't let him kind of paperwork. Oh my gosh. So I took him outside and I sat with him and I'm like, listen, Jaden, it's not I don't know why they told you that. Like I at that moment too, I was like, I don't know why they would explain it like that. It was very detailed but also very straight to the point. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, he's not an adult. He's yeah. nine. Right? Yeah. Like, you can't speak to him like he's an adult. Yeah. So I'm talking to him, I'm like, listen, Jaden, this is, that was crazy. I was like, that, it's nothing like that. I, again, no idea what I'm saying. I'm just trying to, like, right. make him feel better. And then he was just, like, breaking down crying. And mm. I don't, why are we doing this? Why does Jace need this? And they'll ask me questions. And I was just like, yeah. listen, dude, like, we need to help your brother. If I can do it, I would. I wouldn't put you through mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Right now, you're the only superhero with the oh. best cells. And it's so funny because my son always, he's the junk food, everything. Hot Cheetos. He wants McDonald's all the time. And we always tell him, like, you can't eat like that, you know. And he's like, see, mom, it's all the hot Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that because oh, I'm like, I feel so much for Jaden just. So that's like another thing in my head, like when people are like, oh, I gotta be super healthy. No, you don't. My no. team touches all the time, and you yeah. have the best, the best out of all of us. Wow. And they're telling like the healthiest out of all four of you: your oldest son, your husband, and you. And I was just like, oh, oh my god, god. Like, that's crazy. So and so I'm, we're sitting out in the parking lot. I'm like, you're the only one that can do this for him, and you know, you, 
you're the healthiest. And he's just like, yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll do it for my brother. Oh. Like, oh my God. Okay. So we sat out there and I didn't rush him back in. And I was just like, you know, take your time. Be like, again, like you have to remember it's not going to be what they said. Like, I don't know why they told you like that. And I was so pissed off too. Like why they explained it to him like that. Mm-hmm. He was like, all right. Oh right, yeah, let's do it. So we're walking in and there's a vending machine right there. I'm like, do you want hot Cheetos right now? Oh. Like, okay, Get him the Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> And then he wanted a bag of hot Cheetos, and they're like, okay, are you sure, Jaden? And I was like, you know, you guys can talk to him again if you want. We had to do the console all over again. Oh, my gosh. We explained it to him, and he did. He decided he wanted to help his brother and save his brother, and still he didn't know what was going on. I still went along. I didn't wasn't, again, fully honest. I was just telling him that he was uh, his brother's superhero. His brother needed some of his super cells, and that's what we Mm. did. So it took about... This was in like June of 2020. Yeah, I was in June. So it was just coordinating the whole transplant, what's going to happen. And so Jace uh, needed to do a couple of rounds of chemo before we got into transplant. And the chemo was to bring down the MDS, the percentage. Uh-huh. With leukemia, everything's in percentage mm. of, of your bone marrow. Okay. So we needed to bring down the MDS. Mm-hmm. Which he did, he responded great to the chemo. He had no side effects mm. of it. The babies are just so resilient. Yes. Unless he was having side effects and he didn't show it. Yeah. But he was just so himself. Oh, good. He got a fever a few times and he would get sick a little bit, but he would just like be a baby. He wow. was just himself. And so he responded great to the chemo and we were able to bring down the NDS to 1%. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, this is awesome. See, look at where this is, we're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Knock down that one percent. James going to get me cells. Okay, we're, let's do it. Yeah. So and you're not, you're I not telling all, anybody about this still. No, we're just, this oh is just, my I, I think the only ones that knew about it were my in-laws because my, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law very meshed with our family. Like mm-hmm. they're so involved with everything. So they were the only ones that knew. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're not telling anybody about this because I'm like, we're going to get this. We're fine. Mm. We'll, we'll be done. And then again, it was COVID time. So everybody was kind of just home. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, maybe this is like a good thing that we're doing this during COVID time because nobody can come over. Yeah. That's a thing. It's a good excuse. Come over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then we find out what his mutation was. So his mutation for the NBS is Fanconi's anemia which is a mutation that kills healthy cells, blood cells, oh, white yeah. and white and red. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So then I'm starting to research Fanconi's anemia. Well, one of the syndromes is a rare kidney disorder. Which he has. Which he has his kidney reflux. So I'm now tying everything together. Yeah. Like, this shit is crazy. Like this is so crazy. Like, if we did a full workup like this in the beginning, would we have found out that he had Fanconi? Mm. Would we found out about the situation? Like, questionable to me. Like, yeah. So then moving forward, then it just made me question everything. Mm-hmm. I needed mm-hmm. to question everything. I need the workup. I need this. I need that. It, I just tried to educate me myself the best I could. Well, again, it's a, they say it's a genetic rare disease so i still find it really hard to believe that it's a rare genetic disease right. 
neither one of us have this had leukemia in our family. We need all of the answers and not some because only getting only some got us here. Yeah. Had we not known any of this stuff, like we had no answers prior. Right. Like why don't people do full workups like this when babies are born? Or yeah. right. Yeah. My son had leukemia issue when he was two months old. We never we never knew. Yeah. You know, you assume that they do all this when the kids are born and and nobody in our family That's has crazy. leukemia. So I, I find it really hard to believe that it's one, that it's rare, two, that it's genetic. We just need stone denial, but all the research that I did on that, I find it really hard to believe yeah. that because like, to me it's so crazy. Moving on to that, we have our scheduled date for transplant. We did our couple rounds of chemo. So now then we're going to start his conditioning chemo for leukemia. So conditioning chemo is like an intense chemo where it knocks out all of your cells. Mm. And they explain it as just the, the your bone marrow is your garden, leukemia cells are the weeds, and the chemo is going to wipe out all the weeds to make room for the mm. flowers, mm. the new cells. Okay. So that's like an analogy that they always use. And I remember hearing Kelly mention that too. And I was like, they told us that too. Like yeah. they drew a picture out and. And I used to tell them, like, it's okay. Like, I would repeat the same questions over and over. But wait, I don't get that. I don't understand. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I have to tell our oncologist, like, you need to dumb it down for me. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what mm-hmm. you're saying. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. She would draw pictures. I'm like, okay, cool. Pictures out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talking about. Yeah. So they would draw those little pictures for me. And then we're getting into transplant. This was transplant. It was in August. Still haven't told my kids. Still haven't told anybody. And, and I totally procrastinated on the whole thing. I'm like, I'm not ready. Today's not a good day. I'm not ready. I'm not going to tell them yet. So finally, it's the weekend before transplant. And I tell my husband, like, we have, like, what, I have to tell them. We're going to be gone. The treatment plan is a 30-day treatment plan. Okay. Um, and in my head, I'm thinking, we're going to be gone for 30 days. Like, these kids are going to be like, where is one at? Like, why isn't she? Mm-hmm. They can't go visit us because of COVID. Mm-hmm. My husband couldn't visit us. Like, we couldn't. We couldn't, like, it was weird. Like, whenever my husband came and dropped off our, our luggages and our bags and stuff, we would have to meet in the lobby downstairs. Mm. So we would have to coordinate, like, oh, he takes a nap at one. Come at, at one because we'll nap for two hours and I can meet you downstairs. And I'll leave him here by himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, a huge thing for me. Like, and he, one, he's already freaked out. Two, he's a baby. I'm not going to leave him. He can't no. sleep by himself. Mm-mm. So then I finally have that conversation with my kids. I'm like, hey, listen, Chase is going through some stuff and he's sick. And they're like, we need you sick. Like, give him medicine. I'm like, no, it's not that kind of And we're going to be at the hospital for about a month so that he can get better. We'll come home after a month. I'm like, all right. Well, what kind of sickness does he have? It's like, mom, what's wrong? Like, mm. And they're like, mom, you've been acting like this lately. Like they, they know it's a lot more than I think. Mm-hmm. So we're legit at some, we, we pulled up at this coffee place that we like to go to. And we're sitting in the back of the truck and the bed just hanging out and Jason's out there eating his little churros and whatever mm-hmm. he's eating. And um, like his brother has cancer and we need to get him better. And they're crying mm-hmm. and they're, they're even like, what? How did this happen? Like, he's a baby. Yeah. So confused. So confused on how this happened and why it happened. And it was just weird. It was weird. And 
my middle son, he started getting into like, when we need to go to church, pray for him whenever we can. Even if we're not there and you think about it, pray for him because mm. we're not very, we're not religious. Or I should say very religious. We both grew up in religious households and, but as adults, we weren't, we didn't raise our kids in church. So it was very, also very questionable thing. Like, so my son was like, mom, we need to go to church. That's interesting. To, yeah. And it's, it's so crazy because it's literally something that I thought of. Like, oh, well, oh. you know, what it, it just, it got punished me because I didn't go to church or because I didn't, I'm not raising my kids that way. So it was very deep. Yeah. And I'm like, this, like, I don't, so, and that's where it gets me very angry now still because we changed, like, my kids were praying. I was praying. I've never played so hard in my life before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was praying. Mm-hmm. We were praying for him all the time. Mm-hmm. And we had, at my work, I, obviously, that was another, the only people that knew was my job because they knew why. they. I was still working up until transplant in the mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. So they understood why I had to leave all the time and I was gone and they had um, people at work had prayer groups going for us oh. and, you know, the whole get down. So I'm like, oh, cool. Everybody's praying for him and, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to get through it. And so, yeah, my kids were very, just very heartbroken and they were very um, confused when this was happening. When you told them that they, that Jace had cancer, did they know cancer was bad? Yeah. Mm. They knew cancer was bad. My mother-in-law's father had recently passed from prostate cancer uh-huh. mm. well it's my husband's stepmom's dad so it's not like a blood connection related but they but have don't. some relation to the word cancer yeah. oh yeah. gosh yeah so but my kids don't understand of that you know what i mean like, sure they yeah sure blood line, yeah they were just like oh well, is that like it's kind of sad that he's cancer and i'm like oh, so know, cancer yeah. dead yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but it's the it's the word cancer like, yeah my kids are they're sick and you know my oldest son tells me he's like mom um I know people that had cancer and they got through it and I'm like I know and we're gonna get through it like we're gonna get through it like and this is me with so much hope I promise you know yeah we get him through it we Mm -hmm. need you want him to have that Mm -hmm. yes yeah and I as a family we need to work hard and do this for Jay so I'm gonna be away with Jay's he's a baby and he can't do anything by himself I have to be there for him and so that was that everybody was just like my kids my husband we all had so much hope like okay cool let's do this we're gonna do this and my husband was also very angry Mm. at everything and everybody Mm -hmm. and at the ecology team he was only allowed to be there for whenever we had special meetings making big decisions but he was also upset that he couldn't really be too much involved. So that he was yeah, going to be there, I have to added, not be there. That's an added and thing. Like, <sighs> yeah, and I was like, we're not going to do this over the phone. Yeah. Right. And then prior to that, I had sent my husband to take Jace to do a blood transfusion, and he comes home and like, so what did they say? Oh, I don't know. Like, what, what, <laughs> like, yeah. like, what did they say? Were his payments sick? Well, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, never- <laughs> And he oh. wanted to ask all of the questions. Right. And I used to write things down, like question pop up. Oh, I'm gonna write it down. Write it in my phone because I had all my list of questions right. to ask. Yes. And I would notice I that's after I would notice little things like 
little changes that yeah. I'm making. I would write it down. Yeah. Is this is this part of it? Right. Like, I don't know. Like, yes. So actually moving back, so thinking that like after realizing all the side effects of when his blood is low and when he's platelets and blood, petechiae is one. So you get little red spots everywhere on your skin. Mm. Prior to Jason's diagnosis, he used to get that on his leg, the bottom mm. of his feet on his leg. And I remember asking the doctor, like, hey, what are these little, like, red dots on his, like, skin? And I was like, at the end of the day, he'll have a whole bunch. But in the morning, like, he won't have these here. Mm. They're like, oh, he's, he's just started walking. And make sure you, you're not putting shoes that are too small for him. And it could be that. So I'm like, oh, okay. No. That was blood. He needed blood. That was his. The, his you shake your head. But well. what do they, they don't, they don't go to cancer right away. That's no, never. That's the thing. Never. They're, yeah, because they they treat. I'm I'm talking out of my ass because I don't know, but mm. they treat the most common things. They yes. don't treat yes, they do mm-hmm. because they don't expect that shit. to be cancer. Yeah. No. yeah. So I remember That's noticing a change, this was though. like they a month. Yeah. yeah, this was like a month prior to him being diagnosed, and we weren't even there for JC. We were there for my other son, and, but they have the same doctor. And I'm like, hey, just a question. Like noticing this on Jason. Oh no, it's probably, you know, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Also, he had like a bloody nose that wouldn't stop around that same time. And I called the like the hotline, the nurse hotline, because it's like midnight. And I'm like, Jason's having a bloody nose. And okay, he won't but that's stop. anemia, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. yeah. But Jason always gets bloody nose. Mm-hmm. It's on thinking he's, he's dry, um, you know, but this one wasn't stopping. So I was like, I'm going to call the hotline because why isn't it? stopping yeah why isn't his nose stopping and he was asleep he's oh. like in my i'm sleeping just sleeping and he's yeah like, what is this so same thing like oh try doing this and doing that if it doesn't stop like then bring them in mm-hmm. well then it stopped but then thinking back i'm like these were signs that i had they were, i had no mm-hmm. idea oh my god right. no idea but they're, but yeah. they're normal nobody signs ever too. knows this they're normal oh, signs yeah. for just normal mm-hmm. stuff because but you don't connect it to cancer. I know you no, never do. Never. You never do. And, and we've had other kids, yeah, that with symptoms like that. And calling in, nobody ever goes to right, Mm-mm. right. It's rare. Nobody ever goes to it. So those were like little signs that I had prior, and I I didn't think I didn't like put two and two together till after like months in. Right, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. Those that's the doctor's yeah. job. They go to school for that. Yeah, but they yeah. see that even in our family, we have kids and allergies can create that. Mm-hmm. But some mm-hmm. of the symptoms that she's saying are just normal symptoms for kids. I know it's yeah, weird. So now but... I freak out with everything. Like right. my, my son's son has gives bloody nose and I'm like, you need to get him checked. And oh my mm-hmm. God. And she's like, Okay, no, it happens all the time. I'm like, I don't care. Just get it checked. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, something as simple as this, we don't know. Right. We don't know. Ugh. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, everything that I find is related to his leukemia, related yes. to his leukemia, uh-huh. what I think. Uh-huh. And I'm finding all these changes. His skin's pale. Oh my gosh, we need to get him checked. And, and I would call him like, hey, can I just get labs today? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He looks pale. He's tired today and he doesn't normally act like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, bring him in. Oh yeah, his platelets were low. His, his blood's low or something. Um, I love, let and, me just step back for a minute. And make a point here that I love your advocacy for yes, your child. Yes. Like that, I think, isn't something we've really covered. But you just exemplify like your mom intuition, 
your heightened level of awareness of what's going on. Please check these things. This is more than what you're telling me. I don't care that you don't trust the doctors. I'm okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) Like do what you feel is best for your babies. I love that. That's always a huge thing for me when I talk to other moms and they're like, well, I don't know. And like, we'll ask them. Yes. Speak up. Always know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Always know. And if you feel in your gut that something's weird, Ask. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ask yes. for the test. Just do it because moms know. Nobody yes. knows their kid like the way moms do. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. a 100% true statement. Oof. And if you're a mom and you feel some type of way, go ask. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Go yeah. ask. Yes. Get it tested. Love figure it. it out. Figure why this is happening. It's weird today. Why is it weird today? Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So that was always something that I learned along the way is like, if it's weird, be there's it's weird for a reason yes figure it out so that was something that was so also very important to me throughout the time so i would call and like hey i don't know he's acting weird today can i take him to get blood work then they'll do the blood work and Mm -hmm. because of my insurance like we couldn't get responded like rapid results i had to wait a couple hours and that's like a whole nother thing a whole nother situation is insurance yes yes ma'am when it comes to the kids and when it comes to cancer and mm -mm, this Mm -hmm. No, I can go in for days about that. <laughs> like, there should be no reason why a family is a pain for blood work or need to get insurance approval when you when yeah, you why, have why? Yeah, an oncology patient. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's crazy. So now we're pushing, getting into transplant, getting ready for transplant, getting all of our my family situated on how like, you know, hey, I'm not gonna be home for a month. Got to clean my house really good. Please, I have a clean house and. Trying to tell my husband, like, this is, this is what you need to do. Because at the same time, my husband still had to work. Mm-hmm. So he was working. So we got a whole bunch of ring cameras and put them in the house because my boys wouldn't be home by themselves. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Yeah. So we had to figure it out as a family, like, mm-hmm. how we were going to do this. And my mother-in-law was such a big help because she would always go and check on my boys or mm-hmm. have the boys there with him. But at the same time, my, my kids were at the age where they're like, I don't want to be at grandma's house all day. <laughs> Okay. No, that's there, not but... what happens with grandparents. <laughs> they want to be there. I said that shit no, to your mom all the time. Teenagers and they turn into little a holes. Yeah, sometimes, you know. And then my boys were the schools were still kind of back and forth with like, are they going to school? Are they not? Do they, you know, get their iPads are doing school at home and so then you know they were also starting the new school year and it was weird because I was like how are we going to do this like do I tell the school what we're going through is this going to be a whole issue like not even going to mention it my mother-in-law was there helped them do what they got to do and we had all the cameras all around the house just to like keep an eye on them for me because I was like they'll be fine like just Mm -hmm. that they're home by themselves and my husband leaves for work at four o'clock in the morning oh my goodness so they're you know, they're going to be home for a good chunk of time by themselves. So I was like, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. How the heck are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? But it worked. And my oldest son, he's very, like, responsible when it comes to school and stuff. So he would wake up his brother. Come on, we got to get online. And they're doing this cool stuff. And Aww. I would watch them on the cameras, like, hey. And they have phones. So we had to get them phones so that I can communicate with them and whatever. So I would call Jaden. What are you doing? Are you online? He's like, yeah, I'm online. I'm watching TV. Virtual parenting <laughs> yeah, through COVID. Exactly. Goodness. 
exactly and it's like we have to do it wow. and, um we get into transplant and for the first seven days the kids are doing like an intense chemo just knocks them on their butt not while they're getting the chemo but like a week after they get their chemo then you start seeing all the side effects and mm-hmm. so he did his chemo did so good during because I, I guess during chemo some kids start responding right away but jace did great during the chemo and they would give me the heads up like hey listen it's not going to be like the chemo he had already it's going to be this is going to be intense this is going to mm-hmm. wipe out mm-hmm. everything out of his bone now so i'm like all right so he did chemo for six days and then the seventh day he did radiation mm. and that's like a whole nother scary oh yes it's awful itself. it's, it's awful. so scary and this was the first time i go through this like right. don't tell me it's okay because mm-hmm. it's not okay it's not. So they were just like, okay, okay, you know, well, we'll take the best care of your child. I'm like, but can I stay here? Like, do I have to wait in the waiting room? Mm-hmm. With this, you can't. Because I, I would stay throughout. They would let me stay throughout a lot of his stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was just crazy like that. Like, yeah. I was like, no, I need to be here. Yeah. I need to watch him. He's a mm-hmm. baby. So he did his radiation. And immediately after his radiation, he was just sick. Growing mm-hmm. up, he didn't feel good. He didn't want to eat anything. He didn't have a good day. Radiation is so hard on their systems. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard. And he's a baby, baby. He's just so, mm-hmm. so they had to sedate him. Oh. So he would go to sleep. He, especially everything he had went through. Diagnosed all the testing, everything, all the pokes and everything he had went through. He was so traumatized. Also because when he, so he had a central line in his chest, a yeah. brevia central mm-hmm. line. But I hesitated to get that. My totally my fault because I was just like, oh my god, it's so scary. I don't want this in his in his chest, and no, like it's fine. So he was poked a lot, and that was if I can talk to an oncology parent now, and if they give you that option early, take it because it would save your child that being so traumatized mm. of somebody in scrubs. Mm. the nursing staff like he would see somebody walk in and he would immediately grab his arms and be so scared and so he was so traumatized so they had to put him to sleep because once he would see me walk away he would freak Mm. out yeah freak out and i held him while they were giving him anesthesia and i can see him getting all like Mm. drowsy and i'm like oh it's breaking my heart because i'm like this is still in my head this is crazy should not be happening mm-hmm. this should not be happening mm-hmm. so we're waiting and i'm waiting the longest hour of my life like what's when i'm asking the the front desk like the receptionist says is he okay why is it taking so long she's like it's okay do you want a coffee like it's okay i don't want, I don't want coffee like i want to know where how come i'm not getting updates right mm-hmm. like, at, like on the oncology unit like you get the nursing staff you have there mm-hmm get to know your routine your routine and what yeah. kind of parent you are they like they knew i needed all these decades so yeah. when you're on another department another unit and you're dealing with brand new people how are they gonna know that yeah know yeah, that. So yeah. I'm just like, how come i'm not getting updates like yeah. you're not telling me anything and actually at chalk radiation you drive across the street to st joseph's because it's the underground radiation oh. so they take us across the street and the ambulance to get there mm. so i'm already like freaking out and you're yeah. in the basement getting no service on my phone so I can't even call my husband Aye. and I'm just like just freaking out so after that right after he did he did such a great job like he did he woke up fine not until we got back to the oncology unit he starts feeling sick and he's throwing mm. up and he's yeah. feeling good and that lasted for a few hours so then after the conditioning 
you get to day zero, they call it. It's transplant day. So they say that day's the easiest day. I'm like, okay, well, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Because now I have another kid going through a procedure mm-hmm. for the harvest. Mm-hmm. So I'm freaking out. And my husband's with Jaden. And he's sending all these pictures. Jaden's cold. Jaden's nervous. You see him, like, just fidgeting. And he's on his Hot phone. Cheeto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pop him in. And I talked to him. Yeah, I talked to him in the morning. I'm like, you're doing such a good job. I'm Aww. so proud of you. And he's like, yeah, mom, I got it. Oh, I'm here. He's in his little robe and mm-hmm. or his little gown, and you know. And I they they gave him some brisette to like chill him out, mm-hmm. to calm him down. Because I saw my husband, he's nervous. Make sure they give him something to to help. Like I don't want him freaking out. Like mm-hmm. I don't want him. Because in the OR, they separate the kids mm-hmm. from the parent. Yeah, he's nervous. I don't want him to be nervous once you leave. Yeah, like, I don't want him to freak out. Jace had a really ton of procedures that I already knew, like, what that get down was. So I was like, make sure they give him some that before he goes in. So they did. And he was just jogging. So he didn't even remember my husband walking away. He didn't oh, remember good. going to the OR room. Yeah, he didn't remember any of that. Wow. So, again, because it's COVID time, only one parent per patient, mm. you know, was allowed there. So our oncologist and our nursing staff that we had, they're like, hey, we're going to bring Jaden and your husband up to our room. Jaden's a patient, so he's going to be with his dad. We're going to allow them to come up. We're not going to discharge him for the day. We're going to allow him to come up so they can hang out with you guys. Mm. And I was like, oh my Thank God. God. Yes. Like, I'm getting all emotional. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So they did that for us. And it, to me, I was just, it was, I was so happy about that. And I was just like, you understand, I hadn't seen my son in a week. I yeah. I my husband in a week. And sometimes it's a long time. And they hadn't seen Jace. And just was so excited. And um, so my husband and my son got to hang out with us for the day um, for transplant. So Jaden came up. They rolled him up in the in the wheelchair. And he, like, totally loved all the attention. Oh. <laughs> um, we'll bring you some drinks. The oncology, they brought, like, of toys for Jaden. Oh, they made a poster for him. Super. That's all about. Yes. So he was loving it. And oh my gosh, like, oh, mom, oh, I'm hurting. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he was loving all of the attention oh. that everything was giving him. So. And he yeah, has, it was a good time. I love it that, like, he has no idea how impactful his yes. decision was. Like, yeah. how just yeah. how heroic is a exactly. wonderful word uh, to yeah. describe him. That's so, so awesome. Yeah, we we were just like, dude, you just, you're like the superhero. Yeah. You were the only one that was able to do this and you did this. And you totally didn't have to do this. Like, and at the beginning of the school year, I had to let his teacher know, like, listen, this is what we're going through. And Jaden's not going to be here for a few days out of the week. Like, he'll be back next week if he's feeling well. Because mm-hmm, I wasn't sure how it was going to be. I was like, mm-hmm. he's feeling well, he'll be back. But this week, he's not going to be there. So they were very understanding. And, um, and it was also Zoom. But at the same time, I didn't want him to have the stress. Yeah. Yeah. Of getting online on time. So his, te- his teacher understood. And I think oh. it was also like a first for his teacher that he was oh. like that. Yeah. So. The day of transplant, I guess the teacher had got his class together and they all sent Jaden like well wishes on him and they gave him, like a little video and they sent, yeah, so that was awesome. And then yeah. Jaden was so like, Oh, that's my friend. Oh, I like him and you know, oh. showing us his messages and which that was amazing that they did that and 
So we're at about the hour mark, but I want to end this first episode with a tough question if you're open to it. If not, I'll just end it. Because we have Jace who's going through cancer and we have Jaden who's now this hero in the family. What's the oldest sibling feeling during this time? Left out. Mm. Totally left out. Because the day of transplant, he was home by himself. Oh my goodness. He was home by himself. So the whole entire day, he was facing the whole day. And I would, a doctor would come in. I'm like, oh, Johnny, I have to, oh, that's my listener's name, Johnny. Okay. So I was like, I have to, I'll call you back. I have to hang up. No, mom, just put this one to the side. It's fine. Oh. He just wants to be involved. So he totally felt left out. Totally felt like he was always packing my bags and making sure, mom, do you need this? So call me, do you need this? Like, I don't know, just pack it. <laughs> if you feel like I need it, just pack it. Mm. So yeah, that was a thing where he totally felt left out. And that day, my mother-in-law went and took him lunch. Mm. She was like, you know, he just could be on FaceTime with us the whole time. He did. And even just throughout the day, I was just putting my phone aside because I needed to do something. And he's there, not even paying attention, playing his video games, but he just wanted to somewhat feel like he was involved. Yeah. Is there any sort of like change in relationship between Johnny and Jaden? Because Jaden was able to provide this for his brother and Johnny was yeah. not. No. Okay. Mm-mm. There was no change in relationship. When Jaden did go back home, Johnny was very trying to help him. What do you mean? Do you need water? Do you need something to drink? Propping his brother's foot up on that. And they're, they're, Jaden and Johnny are five years apart. So they butt heads all the time. <laughs> Johnny was just like, oh, let me put your feet on the floor. Oh, like, that's okay, awesome. Oh, Johnny, um, actually, I'm hungry. <laughs> Get him a little pill. <laughs> yeah. So that, and again, our our thing was we need to do this as a family. Yeah. We need to we need to work together as a team. Like we need to do this for your brother. Yeah. So that was our thing, and I think that's and Johnny also he has just such a good heart, and he's mm. such a good kid where he didn't think of it that way. To him, it's like that's we're great. doing this as a family. This is how we need to do this for you. Yeah, and I asked he's our baby. Like, yeah. It's so. I asked yeah. because I felt, and this has happened with other families as well, and when the baby was diagnosed, going through treatment, she would get all of these gifts and all of this mm-hmm. make-a-wish, all of these things, and the brother and sort of just watching exactly, yeah. and it's they like, well, what about, about me, you know? And I wonder and if that attention. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, totally. That's happened to us, too. There's actually one foundation that actually reached out to me like hey we have gifts during Christmas time we have gifts for you and the siblings and I'm like uh-huh. what that's that's awesome like nobody's done that for us yeah nobody's done that for us and I love that they include that mm-hmm. because it's also a fight the siblings are fighting too it's yeah. not just the child it's the whole family exactly it's, the siblings. It's, it's grandma and grandpa that were there with us all the time it's you know what I mean so yeah. that's yeah that was such a good question because sometimes when people are going through this they forget yeah that unintentionally, right? But it's just yeah, unintentionally. Yeah. yeah, the prioritization is the, the help. But at the same time, yeah. the kids are going through it. Too. Yeah, totally, a hundred percent. Well, I think this is a great place for us to take a break. I could sit here and talk to you all day long, but we've got to take a break. <laughs> so when we come back, I think we'll talk more about uh, recovery from transplant. You know what what, uh-huh. what happened right after, and how you guys were doing after that. So. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. 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 Thank you guys. <laughs>
Love you.